It's time for the big show with Andy Gallo and Country Jim. I want to welcome everybody to the uh, podcast this morning. How are you doing, Jim? I'm doing great. Yeah, you're looking mighty fine over there. Thanks. Considering and my age and mileage, I'm what, doing Not good. only that, but we fed you breakfast again this morning. Oh, it was wonderful. Oh, man, wasn't it good? Yeah, what did we have? Uh, eggs, uh, bacon, and uh, maybe some fried potatoes. Yes, we did. No, <laughs> no sorghum molasses. No, but. we didn't have any of that, though. <laughs> We, we didn't have any of that this morning, for sure. Who, who do we have on today? Well, we've got our guest, Connie Hansen, who you may remember from Urban Cowboy as Marshalline. And uh, how are you doing, Connie? I am just great. I'm so excited to be on the show this morning. Well, we appreciate it. Hi, Country you. Jim. Hey, honey. Hi, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> just, just cousin. That's that's what we are now. We're just cousins, you know. So, but anyway. I hope you're not kissing cousins. You oh, know, no, 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 no. Okay, well, we got not, this woke thing going on, and we don't we don't need any of it. No, we're not part of we're not part of that deal. Believe me. So, whether now you're you're calling from uh, where at? Where you're in uh, in uh, Nashville, or you're in Tennessee? Anyway, for sure. No, no, nope, no, no. Nope. Actually, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm no, I, I. Yeah, you missed that one. Um, okay, so I have three phones because I'm still a working artist. Okay, and I have a phone for I have a phone for Beverly Hills. I have a phone for uh, Nashville, Tennessee, mm-hmm. which we're we're doing the podcast from there. Right, and I have yeah. a phone from Arkansas. Ah. So I have three different numbers for when I need to use three different area codes. Wow. So I, I'm kind of uptown, y'all. I really am. Well, kind of you know, I saw the 615, and for many, many yeah. years when I was in radio, I used to get calls from 615 mm-hmm. area code, and I knew right away right. that that was, it was Nashville. Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah. There was a promotion guy exactly. calling me, wanting me to play somebody's song. So, and well, uh, I, I can tell you that I lived in Nashville for many, many years. So, to me, using my Nash, my Nashville cell phone is the one I prefer. Well, Connie, I was born and raised over around Jackson, um, and I spent a lot of time okay. in Nashville. But, um, now my phone number, we didn't have area code, uh, our phone number was two longs and a short. <laughs> <laughs> So, did you also have a, a party line, Jim? Yes, we did. We yeah. did. We did. Okay. Uh, I remember we, those. We're out in the country, and um, the, <laughs> the lady who was two farms down from us, uh, when we would get a phone call, we would have to tell her to hang up. <laughs> you know what? I think you might be talking about my mother. <laughs> <laughs> Careful, Jim. I think you are. I think you are. That is good. Hey, hey, tell us about your uh, early remembrances, your uh, life with your folks and music and uh, what, what, tell us about some of that. Well, you know, you know, Jim, this is great that you have an interest in this because you know what they say about people up in age. They have no recent memory. So I don't remember what I had for breakfast, but I can tell you what happened way back when. Yes. <laughs> so that means I can't ask you okay. what you had for breakfast? I, it might not work. <laughs> 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 it might not be there. Okay. So here's the deal, y'all. And you can still hear my southern accent, y'all. Yeah. But mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm a native Houstonian, and I was born, actually born, about three or four blocks from our house 
which was the Heights Hospital. That's where I was born. And I lived in the Heights um, from the time I was born until I was five years old, about probably about five and a half. Mm. And that's when we, we decided to move to the country. And you're never going to believe where the country was. Mm. Can you guess? Can you guess what the country was back uh, then? When Pasadena, was it? 1960 area. Spring, Spring, Spring Branch. Spring Branch. Wow. <laughs> and that's as far from that the was, country now as you can get. Yeah. You know? I know, I know. And that was the country. There was our, our main drag in that area was actually a dairy farm and, mm-hmm. and just cattle mm-hmm. out in a, in a prairie field. There was nothing there. Wow. So we moved to the country, and that, that was the country with Spring Branch. Wow, man. About what year was that? Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to be sneaky. It was uh, yum, 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 yum. That, that's what year it was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good grief. Just, just think about how long ago it was, Jim. Yeah. Let's not nail it down completely. Okay. <laughs> just a long time ago. Okay. It was a very long time ago. But in terms of show business, this will probably be of interest. And that is, I did the Ted Mac Amateur Hour when I was 10 years old in wow. one. And uh, what what happened was I was 10 and I sang a song called Sugar Time, mm-hmm. which was the McGuire Sisters. It was a big hit. And oh, if yes. I tell you what year that was, then you'll be able to do the math. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway um, I, did, I did that. And then... My mother hooked me up with a lady that lived in Houston, and she she taught. You're not going to believe this. She called herself a booking agent because she discovered Tommy Sands. Oh wow! But she also taught what she called personality singing. Hmm. And this woman had no show business background at all, but she taught personality singing. And so what that meant was you would go to her house, she had a little teenager who played the piano by ear, and then you would sing and she'd show you how to how to comport yourself on stage and how to handle a microphone and how to use your hands when you're trying to, you know, illustrate a point while you're singing a lyric. And that's how my career began. And from that, I started doing radio commercials. And I even opened shows for Tony Bennett when he would come to Houston. Mm. And I I was the girl singer for Roberto Campion's orchestra at the Houston Club. And I was the girl singer for Dick Shannon's orchestra. That's where that's how I started. And I was a kid whose mother dressed her up, me, <laughs> in a cocktail dress, high heels and makeup, because I was underage to sing in a club. Mm. Great wow. story. Uh, yeah, really. I like for our uh, I like for our uh, guests to uh, to name drop because uh, I, I like to do that myself. Tell about having lunch with Colonel Sanders. You Saturday. do that all the time. I do that all the time. But <laughs> but he's always <laughs> dropping somebody's names. So uh, oh, oh, a name dropper. You want me to drop names? That's what I want. Stop. Well, she said Tony Bennett. Okay. Uh, that's what piqued my yeah, interest. I yeah. Okay. I, yeah. I, I, I can I can also say I did. Um, I think it was the muscular dystrophy telephone. 
in Jackson, Tennessee. And uh, let's see, it was um, Frankie Avalon mm. and I were the two two main guests. And, wow. I, and I try to always have proof, so I've got a picture. Great. And uh, let's see. So uh, Jackson, <laughs> Jackson's my hometown, or uh, closest. Oh, yeah. okay, yeah. okay. Now, uh, did, Carl you, Perkins did did uh, did you sing on the telephone, or what did you do? No, just I was, you know, an artist that they brought out. You ah, know, okay. Um, it was a Wink. I think Wink Martindale was the uh, MC oh, mm-hmm. for the local regional part of the telephone. Mm-hmm. Did you get to meet him? So, uh, oh sure. Oh yeah. When you're backstage, I mean, people are just regular people. Yeah. Hey, what I, I mean, want, what, what I really want to know though, when you're backstage, is that room really green or is it another color? <laughs> <laughs> well, if it's television, if it's NBC, it's definitely green. But otherwise, <laughs> it's <just> room. <laughs> but okay, I'm gonna drop some other names on you, Larry Gatlin. Oh yeah. Yeah. This is. A, Okay, this is a really great little story about Larry. Uh, and Larry and I are just, we're born just like a week apart. So if you want to look up his age, then you'll know mine, okay? <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, hey, Gail, Larry. I, I'm, older, I, I'm older than both of you, so <clears throat> go ahead. <laughs> well, as, as long as you don't add our ages together, you're safe, <laughs> yeah. okay? So anyway, Larry and I, uh, started out, he started out in Seguin, Texas, mm-hmm. which is like on the way to uh, San Antonio, Austin, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But but he and I ended up uh, going to the University of Houston together. And the first year, our freshman year, they had a thing called freshman orientation. And they had a big talent show to invite all the, the kids that are going to be incoming freshmen. And we had this huge talent show, and that's where Larry and I met the first time. So he sang, I sang. Okay, that it was a talent show. Mm. So then the years went by, flashed by, and there was this thing called, and, and I'm trying to think what year it was. It was probably 83, maybe. Um, 82, 83, 84. There, I did this thing called President's Council on physical fitness and sports. Mm, yes. And I did it two years in a row. And that's when Bush Sr. was a vice president. Mm-hmm. Okay, so those those two years, back to that, and there was a, a guy in Houston who was, this is a great little story. This guy in Houston was just lighting Houston on fire. He was just, he had the biggest business going, and it was the garbage business. Mm. And his name yeah, the garbage business. He, he's always he picking up. This whole garbage. You heard what Jim said, didn't you? He said he's always picking up. So I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I told you this was going to be a great story. Uh, yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm a storyteller. So anyway, um, so the whole thing was this is back when um, a waste company with the, the big, slick, fancy trucks. It came into to being was the early 80s. And his name was Tom Fat Joe. And I remember that name because it's such a weird name. But his name was Tom Fat Joe. And he started waste management of some sort. Mm-hmm. And I was flying. Uh, I did a lot of flights. I think in, in, in one year, uh, just 
as Urban Cowboy came out, there were several years in a row. I, I took more than 200 flights a year. I mean, it was wow. crazy. Mm. And I met him in first class. I only travel first class because <laughs> I felt that's where you meet people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, you know, I was trying to build my career. So he was sitting next to me. And he said, oh, my gosh, I, I can't believe I'm sitting next to Marceline. <laughs> and I go, well, who are you? You know, and so he told me that he was in garbage. <laughs> I wasn't all that impressed. You know? So how, like, did, okay. how did he do that? He said, well, I'm in garbage, you know. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Because I'm in garbage. And I thought, gosh, you know, that business must be pretty slick for you to fly first class. And I'm kind of like that. I just say stuff like that. <laughs> and so he says, oh, it is a really good, it's lucrative. And I'm like, well, okay. <laughs> you know? And so, uh, whatever. And so uh, I think I was having to fly at that time uh, to Nashville. It was either Nashville or L.A. I was flying somewhere. Anyway, so he said, I want you for my event. And I thought, oh, great, a garbage event. That sounds fun. <laughs> And then he started telling me what it was, it that it was, it, it was a big deal. I, I was with Roger Staubach and Jim Dial, oh, wow. and, and oh my gosh, um, it was a, a sports, uh, it was a sports event for a whole weekend, Friday, Saturday, wow. and Sunday. And we met at the Houstonian. They put us up for three days or mm. four, and it was at the Houstonian, and I did it two years in a row. And mm. the first year, uh, and now I get these backwards. First year, I think I opened for Jerry Jeff Walker, and the second year, I opened for Larry. Mm. But it was—it might be the other way around. Mm-hmm. But anyway, we had to do marathon stuff, and, and all these guys that we had to do mar- marathon stuff with—you know, like sprints and fast walking—and I mean, they were co- competitive events. Mm. They were all in tip-top shape because they were athletes and uh i think my team captain was roger Stahlbach and let's see who else was it? jan glenn from houston television i think mm-hmm. she was yeah i can't remember what channel but maybe 13, 13. 13. but anyway 13 yeah jan and i met there uh we later reconnected had another story about jan but um we did this event and we did it two years in a row so here i am with larry and i'm like wow this is kind of cool you know i'm back with larry and you know then our careers uh he went full full throttle he was in nashville and uh i was living in nashville at the time and we ended up sharing the same producer at one point Hmm. so what happens in nashville is that you constantly are meeting people and connecting and you meet a lot of them at like bmi dinners ascap Mm -hmm. banquets uh, Hall of Fame, award shows, things like that. So it's not unusual for me to name drop. In fact, my current business partner is Jerry Foster. Have you ever heard of Foster and Rice? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That They wrote some of the biggest songs in country music history. Yeah. In fact, I think they hold the record for the most hits or something, most number one. They, they wrote things like 39 and Holding for Jerry Lee. Mm. They wrote one of the Urban Cowboy songs for Mickey. I mean, they were huge. And so Jerry Foster and I are still, we still talk business every day. Wow. So there, there are, there are a lot of people that I've met that I can name drop because I know them. Right. Yeah. 
Well, now, uh, so what year did you move from Houston to Nashville? Was that in the 80s? Uh, let's see. It was right after Urban Cowboy came out. So I think that I moved there probably in 81. Mm. Okay. Well, in, I, I'm, I'm thinking 81. Mm-hmm. So in the 70s, were you... Uh, were you carrying a band and playing clubs around Houston? No, that's what is so weird about the whole thing is that I was never in a club like that. I'd never been in Gillies. I'd never been in a honky tonk before. Hmm. Um, I was a musical comedy actress and singer. So when I first started, I did a lot of amateur stuff in and around Houston. Uh, example, Marietta Merrick's Theater on South Main, Theater mm-hmm. Inc. over on Chelsea near Montrose, mm-hmm. um, Queensbury Theater, which was called Town and Country Theater back in those days. Right. And I was getting, I was getting some momentum going in the theater. Theater mm-hmm. was my love, right. and that's yeah. what I was doing. But um, when I went pro with Actors' Equity, um, I was. I was 18. I just, I just turned 18, I think. Mm. And so I was pro at that time and did eight or nine musicals with famous people wow. at the Houston Music Theater, which is now called the Arena, I think. Right. And it was yeah. like a small dome. It was like a small Astrodome mm-hmm. a, a theater yeah. in the round. I remember that. And uh, I was in the first, I was in the first repertory company of the Houston Music Theater, which also was owned by Bob Hope and Art Linkletter and a bunch of big wigs. They also owned the Valley Music Theater uh, in uh, in L.A., wow. in, in the Valley. Mm-hmm. And so it was on Ventura Boulevard. So if they ran into a snag where somebody was sick or was in a car wreck or whatever their problem was, they would take us, pull us from the Houston Music Theater, and we'd go out and perform at the Valley Music Theater. Mm. You know, because like, they were doing musicals at all both both places all the time. What were some of the musicals that you were in that you performed in? Okay, um, I, the first one we did was Camelot, and they used a guy named Richard Evans and mm-hmm. a, a guy, very famous guy named Horace Presnell, played Lancelot. And you might, I he's passed on now, but he was in a lot of movies, including the unsinkable Molly Brown opposite Debbie Reynolds. Mm -hmm. So, uh, we did Camelot and then we did Carnival, which was, um, we used Richard Frederick from, um, the New York city or Met opera in New York and Anna Maria Alberghetti played the lead, which was Lily. And then we did, um, gosh, the King and I, Mm. We did The King and I with uh, Janet Blair. And and all these names, I mean, I think you'd almost have to be an old person to remember these names. But <laughs> at the time... Well, we qualify. <laughs> at yeah. the, okay, well, there you go. Well, at the time, though, guys, mm. those were vi- mm. very big names in movies yes. and, and uh-huh. theater and Broadway because it, they would be like the Brad Pitt and <clears throat> Jennifer Aniston theme now. Mm-hmm. So yes. we did that. We did a funny thing happen on the way to the forum with Mickey Rooney and Zero Moscow. Okay, here's a bit of here's a bit of uh, trivia for you. 
Have you guys ever had an Antone sandwich, a poor boy? Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Well, Mary Jo and I are like best friends still. Hmm. And she was in the, the uh, repertory company with me, Mary Jo Antone. And she ended up owning the Antone company. Wow. So all of those, all of those delis in Houston and then all those sandwiches went into Randall's grocery mm-hmm. stores and yeah. all of that. Okay. Well, Mary Jo ran that entire company uh, when her father passed on. Wow. And let's see what happened after that. Oh, it's easy. Four th- things happened after that. I had four kids. Okay. So there you go. <laughs> I took, I took, yeah, that's what happened. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I also did Theater Under the Stars. I did My Fair Lady with them. I did mm. Little Mary Sunshine. I played the lead in that uh, for Queensbury Theater, which was called Town and Country. Mm-hmm. So I was busy with theater, and I, I was busy with the kids. I uh, I love your singing voice. Were you were you uh, singing as well as acting in those? Always singing. I yeah. was a singer first and foremost. I was a singer, but um, acting just. You know, when, when you're doing a play or a musical, like, because I was the lead in Little Mary Sunshine, you have to learn dialogue and act and do the blocking and all that, just like you would for a movie. Right. And you have to sing the whole time. So it's a combination. Mm-hmm. You're singing and acting. You're singing, acting, and dancing. I mean, it's, you have to, you're, you're like a one-man band when you do a musical. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's what I was up to until Urban Cowboys. Mm. Urban Cowboy changed everything. It changed my life. Mm. And so that was such a huge, huge movie mm-hmm. that it literally changed my life. My life was never the same after Urban Cowboy. Uh, well, you know what? Before we go any further, though, we've got a song that you had recorded. It's called I Can't uh, See Straight From Here. Now, when what year was that? I think I recorded it in 85 maybe the end of mm-hmm. probably end of yeah i'm thinking the end of 85 because i think that we did the video the, the beginning of the year in 86 oh, okay and you were already in but nashville but i could be off a year yeah. i was already living in nashville when we did um when we recorded the demo and the, the song uh yeah. for the video and then um i also had a home in houston so we actually shot the videos in uh, Houston. Oh, okay. Weird. Mm-hmm. Umble. Umble. You know, Umble? Yes, Umble absolutely. Is? Sure. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. We shot the video basically in Umble, and there was a there was a honky-tonk. I think it was on the other side of the bridge. You know, when you're going out in 1960 mm-hmm. and, and you hit uh, uh, Lake Houston, yep. you go over that bridge. Yeah, yeah. And when you go over that bridge, it's called Huffman. Yes, it is. And there was a honky-tonk at that time. Mm -hmm. Probably not there anymore, but whatever. Mm -hmm. Well, it might be. Yeah, they ain't much there anymore, but there's a few churches there now. I think they replaced them with churches. That's a good thing, I guess. I think Lion Larry. That was probably a very good move. (laughs) (laughs) There was a honky-tonk over there called Lying Larry's, which is a good name for a honky-tonk. Now we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna play this uh, we're gonna play this song okay. that 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 we're talking about. But okay. before we do, just a little yes. side note. You, I'm sure you don't remember this, but I was working at a little radio station in Cleveland, Texas, and this one had to have been 1981, maybe. And you actually came by the radio station. Now, I'm not sure if you were promoting a, a song that you had out 
or if it had something to uh-huh. do with the yes. movie. I'm not yes, really sure. No, no, okay. no, no, no. I was I was actually promoting a song called Still a Love Love in, in San, San Antonio. Antone. Okay, yes. And we had right. this okay. big promotion, mm-hmm. and it said Connie Hansen and Friends. And we did that because we wanted to do this uh, big promotion that we would give away a big prize if somebody could guess who the friend is. Mm-hmm. And the friend was singing harmony in the choruses. Yep. And he, the friend... The friend sounded exactly like Ray Price, oh. sounded like Johnny Booth, sounded like Larry Booth. He yeah. sounded like everybody from um, that, oh gosh, San Antonio, Austin, mm-hmm. Fredericksburg area. But his name was Daryl McCall. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so when you hear there's still a lot of love in San Antonio, it's Daryl and me. We're singing together. Wow. In Bro- Nashville. That's that was cool. one of his biggest songs too. It was. Yeah, yeah, he had he see he had okay man, this is bringing back some memories. Okay, so he had the hit on it first. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, and then I heard Dick Allen and the River Road Boys do it. Oh yeah. And, and oh my gosh, well, and that's I said to myself that yeah, there you go. I had forgotten about this. <laughs> They're good. Um, yeah, we're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so anyway, I heard Dick and his group, the River Road Boys, mm-hmm. do that live on stage. Wow. And I said to myself, and then I turned, and whoever I was with, I said, that is a Connie Hansen song if I've ever heard one. Mm-hmm. And they agreed and said, well, go, go do it. Go cut it. I think the next week we were in the studio in Nashville. And I cut that song, and my producer said, why don't we get Daryl to come in? Mm -hmm. And he, you know, he was living in Houston, so he flew in, or not Houston, maybe San Antonio. San Antonio. Anyway, yeah. yeah. Um, That was back in the Mo and Joe days. I think Daryl was living in in San Antonio at the time. Mm -hmm. Anyway, he flew into Nashville just to sing. It's still a lot of love in San Antonio, which was his it. Right, yeah. And he sang it with me, graciously sang it with me. Wow. You know, to find somebody that says, okay, mm-hmm. I think I can sing your song better than you did. You know, kind of <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, But he was, he was great. He was great. Yeah. Well, hey, let's go ahead and play I Can't See Straight from Here, and then we'll come back on the other side of that. All right? Awesome. All right. Here is Connie Hansen.
There you go, Connie Hanson. I can't see straight from here on the big show, and uh, we've got Connie on the line with us right now. And you know, we were uh, you had we were I guess we were texting or maybe uh, we were messenger, whatever it was. You had found out that we had Jerry Nell on the show, which actually he will air. Well, by the time this airs, he would have already aired, actually. So you you and Jerry, y'all knew each other when y'all were kids, right? So I sent you a messenger and <laughs> yeah. said, you're not going to believe this, but Jerry and I were kids together doing a, a country music circuit. Wow. And you said, oh, my goodness. I said, would you please mention to Jer- like Jerry when he comes on, would you mention my name? Because what happened was Jerry is like a couple of or four years older than I am. So mm-hmm. I would have been about 11. Mm-hmm. I was 10 and 11 that era. And he was like 13, 12, 13. Wow. And his parents, his mom and dad and my mother literally dragged us all over Texas. Mm. And we would do um, charity benefits and any place that would let us sing. And, and, and he played the guitar. Mm-hmm. And so we were, we would ride on buses. Some of them were school buses. I mean, just we'd ride in their car. They, he'd ride with us. I mean, they literally dragged us everywhere so that we could get some experience on mm-hmm. stage. Mm-hmm. So I've known Jerry that long. And then he did a movie called Tomboy and the Champ. Yep. And he was a small part in that movie. And so we were all celebrating Jerry at that time. It was like, wow, this is he's going to be a movie star, you know, and we were little kids and his parents dressed him up like an older person. Like my mother dressed me up as an older person. Mm-hmm. It was really quite comical looking back. Well, what does the, uh, what does the future hold for Connie Hansen? Well, I'm going to scoop something right now so that, uh, it's coming out today. And, um, the production company is called sneak peak Productions. And it's sneak, S-N-E-A-K, and then peak, but not like I'm peeking through the, the window. It's peak like a mountain peak, mm-hmm. P-E-A-K, production, sneak peak production. So you can do at sneak peak productions, or you can go to youtube.com and just type in sneak peak production. And it's called Urban Cowboy Behind the Scenes Secrets. Mm. And I'll send you a link so you can look at it. Mm-hmm. But uh, what it's going to do or what it will do, because it's coming out today and I'm I'm blasting it out on your show for the first time, is uh, I'm interviewed. I'm interviewed and I reveal a lot of secrets that fans have asked me throughout the years. And they're still asking these questions on Facebook. Wow. And so what I... I do is that the person interviewing me, his name is Clay Phillips, and he is the host of the show. And we're doing a whole series on behind the scenes secrets. And so we're going to interview different people that had the urban cowboy experience. They were, a lot of them were extras mm-hmm. uh, or they would have a small part with no lines or a small part with no character name, that kind of thing. But they'll be able to reveal to the audience what it was like to to work on Urban Cowboy because they were there and they experienced it. But wow. the first one that we're we're uh, launching is mine. So it's all about Marceline, how I got the part, 
some people said, oh, she must have been related to somebody. That's how she got that part. <laughs> you know, on and on. The fans just right. are constantly on Facebook talking about urban cowboys <sighs> and how they they dress up when they watch the movie at home. Uh, it's like they dress up in, in John and Sissy outfits. Wow. Things like that. Crazy <laughs> little things like that that the fans love. Mm-hmm. And so we're revealing a lot of things that they don't know about that happen behind the scenes. That is going to be great. Yes. Okay. Now, were your um, your part in the movie, was that uh, was that filmed in Gillies? Well, you know, my famous, my famous scene, I was in uh, t- like 12 scenes in the film. Well, and you guys know there were two versions, right? You know that, right? Oh, I didn't know that. Am I bringing no. something on? Okay. That's a I'm scoop. I'm it on you right now. That's a scoop. There's a scoop. That may have been something that's going to be in your in your, in your your video that you got coming out that yes, we just yes, broke, yes, I guess. Yes, it's gonna, yeah, it, yeah, we just broke another scoop. There no, um, you guys, I know we're getting toward the end of your, your time frame here, but I, I think you need to tell your, your audience uh, about the fact there are two versions. Wow. But most 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 our no. avid urban cowboy fans know there are two versions. But there's still people out there that don't. So I think you need to let them know at least that the reason why there are two versions, is, and I ha- actually have more scenes than the second version. The second version is the made-for-TV, okay? Uh, and then the first one is the original. Um, and the reason why there was another one, think back in the day when this was before cable. Right, and I was living in Nashville, and the Nashville Tennessean ran a huge picture of me on the front page of the society section, the entertainment section, saying "Urban Cowboy" on TV for the first time ever. I think it was NBC, mm-hmm. and there was this big picture of me, and and you know I didn't have anything to do with it. They just decided to choose, choose me, I guess. Mm-hmm. But anyway. The reason they did it, it was is your they red hair. Yeah, but it was a black and white photo. Oh, well, okay no then. Figure. By golly. Yeah. 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 Yeah, by golly. I don't know why. Anyway, <laughs> whatever. What happened? <laughs> okay. So here's what happened. What happened was there were a lot of four-letter words in the original. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yep. And back in the day, this is back in the day. Yeah. They did, they, they, okay, it was back in the day. And so they had to scrap a lot of scenes and a lot of dialogue uh, for using the four-letter word mm-hmm. here and there. Yeah. And when they did, guess what happened? Their movie was too short. So mm. they went back and, and they took some footage that, that was discarded, saved, but discarded, didn't make it in the original film, right. and plugged it in to version two to, mm. to take up the slack on, on all those scenes that, that they missed. So... John and uh, John and Deborah actually in version two are seen dating. They're actually dating. Hmm. Whereas in version one, it looks like they met at Gillies, and the next week they they got married, got hitched, and moved into a trailer. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. but that in the second version they actually date. That wow. so it, 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 some little differences here and there. You'll notice it if you see it. Yeah. You, you'll, you'll say, oh, I don't remember that. Well, the reason you don't remember that is because you didn't see that version. Wow. You have to know which version you're watching. Yeah, it cool. is interesting. This is fascinating yeah. to me. Yeah. That, yeah. yeah, it really is. Yeah. Wow. I had yeah. no it's idea. Just, so that's what I'm saying. In, with uh, you know, urban cowboy behind-the-scenes secrets, we reveal stuff like that 
it's just interesting. If mm-hmm. you're a big fan, you know, of Urban Cowboy, it's interesting. Yeah. Well, I think they have a big uh, get-together down here somewhere in Pasadena, don't they? Uh, like well, that's the Gillies. Okay. The Gillies? That's a Gillies reunion. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's a mix. It, it, yeah. And we had a big one. We had a big one last January, a year ago. Mm-hmm. There was a huge one down there. I think it was at a convention, held at a convention center. But we have had urban cowboy reunions every year at small clubs in and around the area. But wow. this one was a, a big deal at a convention center. Yeah. And I don't know what the big deal was. It might have been a, a big anniversary number, mm-hmm. you know, or something. But you guys have to realize how many years ago that was. It, we made it. We filmed it in a, in. 79 mm-hmm. and in 80 it hit the market yep. so think about where we are now in 23 that was a long time ago yeah they're still having reunions every every year at, at a club somewhere and yeah. and a lot of times johnny will show up and of course we just lost mickey, mickey last year there's there's a group of people that were extras in the film or they had a role where they didn't have a character name or they didn't have a line, you know, didn't have a dialogue line. And that group of people, they are avid, avid. They they do, they they tour all over. They do film festivals and stuff. And so I was an urban cowboy kind of thing. Connie, I know we're out of time, but there's something I've just got to say. <laughs> uh, hey, and I know what it is, Connie. Uh, no. I know what it is, no, but no. he's gonna he's gonna Should say I be scared? It. Should I be no, scared? No, no, nothing, nothing to be scared about. But he's used this line in probably oh, I don't know, three or four or five hundred shows. No, not that many. But but <laughs> I it, told it, you a million. It's times. funny. It's fu- It's a funny line. Let let him go ahead and do it. Go no, ahead. No, go I'm ahead. not gonna do what you go what ahead, you think. Oh, he, wait a minute. Okay. Here's a story that he hasn't heard. I, I would say within the last five years, I went to this big uh, country dance club here in on the north side of Houston, and they had a, uh, a mechanical bull, and uh, I went because Johnny Lee was doing doing a concert there. Oh. And they had a huge. It is a different story. You see? didn't. You didn't tell me this story. No, okay, this, this is, is the only one you ever heard. Is this with, hey Jim? Is this at H and H? Is it like H and H guest ranch or something up there in East off the um, Highway Fifty Nine East Tex Freeway? Is it that area location by Aldine? No, this is. Where, where are you talking? It's on Kirkendall up near 1960, and we call it the weed, but it's actually the Texas tumbleweed. Uh, which I think oh, it's okay. The weed, huh? Yeah, <laughs> but but uh, but I went there to see Johnny okay. Lee. Went there to see Johnny Lee, and they had right. a, they had a huge screen at the right behind the drummer, the back of the stage, and they were showing they were showing the movie, and if they would do that again. Uh, I would be over there hollering, there's Connie, there's Connie. <laughs> but but it, it, oh gosh, oh gosh. it would have probably been the second one, right? That, uh, the, that they were version? showing? Huh? No, both. I'm sure they were probably showing the original version. Oh, I bet and they I, would. You know, like yeah. I said, I've, I've got 10 or 12 scenes in each one. And the, my famous scene is where I'm hiding Behind mm-hmm. the closet door because I just been in bed with Wes. Right. High power. Hey, let's let's yeah, let's do a reenactment. What was the line you said when you came out of the closet? Uh, excuse me. I go like, 
excuse me. And then I, I looked at Deborah and, and I said, I'm so sorry, sissy. And she goes, don't matter, Marceline. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry, sissy. Don't matter, Marceline. That was a good one. I love um, that. It was, it, the, the whole thing about that trailer, we're going to, we're going to address that trailer stuff. And, um, I think it's going to be part two. Of mm. uh, the new okay. uh, behind the scenes secret, cool, and we'll reveal the secret about that door, about that whole scene, about what I did in bed with Wes. We're going to reveal all that stuff cool. that uh, nobody knows about unless they were actually in the camera crew in that horrible oven of a nineteen fifty five trailer that was metal and no insulation, and we just wow. about baked like brownies. Mm, you know, yeah. <laughs> brownies and biscuits in an oven. That's yeah, and and so I'm I'm sure. Gonna, yeah, I'm sure you're going to reveal was the trailer really parked behind Gillies or was that trailer not really ever at Gillies? Now you don't have to tell me now, but I'm just I'm just putting that out there. That's one of those that could be one of those secrets. I bet, huh? Oh, it's one of those secrets. Yeah, okay. you, you guys, you guys really need to tune in. Mm, I'm yes. going to send you yes. today. I'm yep. going to actually send you part one, so you can kind of get a feel for it. Cool. You know, for what we're what we're trying yeah. to do, and then then right now, part two is being edited. So as soon as it gets edited, I'll send you the link to part two, okay. and more secrets will be revealed. But it it, it tells. Everybody in part one, how I got the gig. Right. Oh, well, listen, this has been, this is just going to be one of, if not the very best uh, podcast that we've had. And I'm coming. Thank you. I'm coming to uh, Nashville next week. She's not there, though. She's not in Nashville. She's not? No, you're not. I'm not. She's, no, she's no, in a, a, no, a hidden, I'm disclosed, okay. un, undisclosed location <laughs> well, somewhere, either in, either in Texas, Arkansas, or Tennessee. We don't know, though, see? Well, but that's why she right, uses I'm that 615 area code. Shoot, I was going to, inv- yeah. I, I was going to invite yeah. you I was going to invite you to Waffle House, but I guess. <laughs> You'd have to sit okay, at the bar. Waffle House, huh? <laughs> Yeah, we can do that. We can do wa- Waffle House. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm just saying that when I was on tour, I had my own bus, had my own band, uh, had my own manager, all that kind of stuff. Every night, we'd get through wherever we were across the United States, and about about 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning, our bus would pull into the Waffle House. Well, So I'm very familiar with eating at uh, the Waffle House. Oh yeah. It's still one of my favorites. I still mm-hmm. love to have breakfast at night. You know? Yes. Oh, yeah. So I, I'll take you up on that whenever, whenever we see one another. Yes. But again, I'm in an undisclosed location <laughs> that I'm using my Nashville. Well, I've <laughs> but done. I'm using my Nashville phone. <laughs> I've done. This. That's why it threw me off. You see, I mean, I've done the exact know, same yeah, things. Yeah. I've done the exact same things after my gigs, and I bet you I've eaten at Waffle House a hundred times, and I've never had a waffle. There, there. you go. I knew you was going to say that. Are you serious? They have the best waffles on the planet. Oh, but they have Why country. Why do you think they call it Waffle House? But, honey, oh they, my they have great country ham. They hey, have great country and, ham. And you oh, know, country ham. Okay. Yeah, there's a restaurant uh, in this area. We're in the Conroe, Texas area, and there's a restaurant here called the Toasted Egg. Right? Is that right? The Toasted yeah, Egg? Is I hate it. it. Yeah, you know it's not any good. Okay, I didn't know. That. Toasted yeah. egg. What is? What does that even mean? No, or, or right. maybe it's toasted the the toasted egg. egg. I don't know. It's it's uh, some kind of an egg restaurant. I, I don't really know. But anyway, well, I, I, I there don't know used why I brought to be that one up. in Houston. <laughs> well, there was. A, 
<laughs> it's for, it's for California people. It is. I guess so. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I would just say, though, the, the, the one that I used to like in Houston was called a peep. P-E-E-P, and there was a, a oh, logo yeah. had Peep. a little chicken. Remember oh, yeah. a little chick? Yeah. A little yeah. Peep, and they had great breakfast food, too. I think I remember But that. I've never heard of a toasted yeah. egg. I mean, that's throwing me for a curve. Yeah. I don't know. It don't, I don't even, even sound know right. how that would work. Yeah. No, it doesn't even sound right. No, it don't. It don't sound right. You don't toast eggs. You toast toast, but not eggs. You know. So, and that's a that's exactly. a double standard. Toast toast. You you don't toast toast. You actually toast bread. Yeah. But yeah. we say that all the time here oh, in Texas. You know. Toast yeah. me oh some toast, God, would you? you know? Yeah. Exactly. You know, we have a lot of those. Yeah, we do. We, we do. have we a do. lot of those. Hey, that's another. That's that for another show. Sense. That is for exactly. another show, right there. Let me tell you, we can do the Very double. Good. I don't know what right. you call those double standards. Or, uh, there double you go. Entendre. That's what they are. Yeah. A double entendre. <laughs> yeah. A double entendre. Yeah. Well, Connie, it has and sure been a pleasure. knows what the heck you're talking about. Yeah, really. <laughs> Connie, it has sure been a pleasure. Uh, I appreciate okay. you so much for yes. being on the uh, the podcast with us. Connie Hansen, folks. Wonderful. Thank you so very much for being with us. Wherever you're at, have a great day. God bless, and thanks for including me. You bet. We love you. Bye-bye. Folks, you can listen to The Big Show on all major podcasting platforms, such as Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and so many more. And just remember, you can support the podcast by following us and hitting the link below. Don't forget to share it with everybody that you know. And we will see you folks on another one. Adios. Thanks for listening to The Big Show with Andy Gallo and Country Jim. This has been a Unicap Media presentation.